Welcome back. <laughs> that Welcome was back. it. Like the that's sound direction. <laughs> you told me that you're gonna start out. Oh well, now you are doing a voice because you sound like a robot. Unfortunately, Thank the you. audience isn't gonna hear this, but I want them to know. While we were recording, Beep Ethan boop. lost internet for a second. It sounded like a robot. I always sound like a robot. It's because I am. Oh my god! <laughs> you you heard it here, guys. I'm a fucking I'm a, I'm a sex robot. Actually. And that's the uh, that's actually the final episode of the season. I wonder what's gonna happen uh, next season on Style and Direction after this big cliffhanger that Ethan has been a robot this whole time. What if I was replaced by a robot? That's even bigger. Of a, that's of a right. Twist. Every single episode of this podcast up until this point has been season one. And if you listen closely, there's been a subplot, underlying sub- subplot about Ethan being a robot. That's <laughs> yes, right. Go back and listen to the uh, the little the little Easter eggs we placed for you. It's kind of like if you the- play our oh, podcast wow. forwards and backwards at the same time, you'll see a hidden message up there. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what it is. It might. You'll be. see the message in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You play at the same time, and then your eyes will reveal it to you. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> this is not how I wanted my voice to go. And okay, how did you want your voice to I go? Was, I was going for like let's, a... Let's rewind okay. and then we'll start over. Hey guys, you're listening to Style and Direction, a men's podcast without the stuffiness. Um, I'm... Uh, <laughs> I can it even sounds go like you're Will Arnett. It sounds like you're Will Arnett yeah. a little bit. Are, hey, you trying to do like a, like a, are you trying to do like a radio DJ? Like, yeah. Like Howlin' Wolf or whatever? I don't even know who that is. I, I I might be getting no Wolfman Jack. Howlin' Wolf is another guy. Wolfman Jack was a radio DJ. I don't I don't know who he is. He's an American is. Graffiti. I've never seen American Graffiti. Oh, okay. Well, he was also a real radio DJ. So if you know about radio DJs, then you know him. I, unfortunately, I don't know anyone. Uh, I don't know anything about radios nor about Don Jackson. <laughs> Don Jackson. <laughs> DJ. Oh, oh actually, okay. I should have sure. Said, I should have said don't join. Actually, don't join. If you said don't join, I would have gotten it. I mean, I, I thought I thought it was clear that you know. Actually, I was we're thinking- the uh, only we're the only Wentz Menser podcast that talks about the sequel trilogy. Yeah, take that, Blamo. I mean, and the next thing you know, Jeremy Kirkland's going to be like, "By the way, Michael Hill, what did you think of of Ray Skywalker?" And then Michael Hill <laughs> will say, "It wasn't for me. What's happening to my voice? Hold on." <laughs> Oh, the voice that you were doing, it's taken over. It's, that's the real twist. I've been taken over by Will Arnett, guys. So this is another choose-your-adventure. Yeah. Is Ethan a robot, or is he taken over by Will Arnett? You fast-forward to 34-23 if you want him to be taken over by Will Arnett, <laughs> and fast-forward to 12-16 yeah. if you want him. We're going to find that Romano guy. Robot. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what, what's another what's another we referenced that joke in the last one did we i mean then it's just a running gag very arrested development you that's know? right that's right I, I would say so look at the blouse sir that's one of my favorite lines i mean i've it's kind of an early one um but i i guess i've seen the first episode a lot because i've had a couple of dates where i try and show a girl that and either she leaves immediately or you have sex it's either <laughs> one of those two options and so i've heard mm. that initial uh joke uh, with tobias uh a lot 
I just like I just like his line reading when like in the second episode where he's talking about being an actor and then Lindsay said it's like haven't you haven't had one audition and he goes well excuse me and then there's a beat and he says excuse me and then just runs away and I always love how he delivers that line <laughs> yeah it's a good one um I, I actually think Spencer your uh, your little uh, pop filter is hitting the mic a little bit you want to move that back a little bit or i hear i hear it like jiggle. i'll do my best i need to like tighten my mic stand yeah. somehow um because it never stays exactly where i want it and, and that's a little peek behind the curtain and where do you want it <laughs> i want it not like closer to my mouth <laughs> i thought you were, I thought you were gonna say like, it, like i want it in my in my butt or something i don't know no i was saying <laughs> why would i want a microphone there it's not gonna pick up what i'm saying Maybe it's not there to pick up what you're saying. <laughs> okay, but we're doing a podcast, Ethan. I mean, why did you know? Oh, I'm sorry. The podcast this, paid for this. I got this confused I with use it. with our little uh, side project ass sounds. <laughs> yeah, Neil Cicerica, move out of the way. That's right. Forget about mouth sounds. We got ass sounds. <laughs> Oh, but anyway, guys, uh, you're listening to the Style and Direction of the Men's Podcast. My name is Ethan M. Wong. I'm Spencer. No last name necessary. No. Um, and we are here to talk to you about, about menswear topics. I, I'm, I, I did that last time. I'm trying to make a cooler introduction, you know, for, for 2021. Um, let, me, let me brainstorm something. You could be like... The topic? No, <laughs> you can't just start with the topic. For that. Well, you gotta. Uh, I don't know. It was just the fir- I, the problem is I put pressure on myself to come up with something good, and then I blanked. <laughs> oh my god, this is great! I love. How it. do you, I mean? We we gotta do like the Doughboys way of doing it, where right. like you write like a really long introduction that begins with something just like really tangentially related to the topic at hand, and then like a couple paragraphs in. Then you're like, oh, okay, I see why they're talking about this now. I see how it ties in. Ties in? Let's talk about ties. Just kidding. We're not... Let's, talk, let's talk about Tarzan. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Clayton. Um, no, we're, we're, I was going to say, speaking about ties, and technically that's not incorrect because we will talk about ties later on today. Uh, and uh, Indeed. the topic of, the, of today is, uh, initially it was going to be like lessons we learned from, from being into vintage, but I think... I also like the title, which is probably what it is. Don't know it because I write the title uh, like minutes before it goes live. Um, that's kind of half true, but uh, I think it's having like having a POV in menswear, having a personal style guide your aesthetic. I don't know. One of those things is going to be the title. Don't know, uh, but we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about having a POV, having a personal style, um, and I think it's super important. You know, I think that's kind of PIV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. God damn it! Um, but I think you know that's kind of where this conversation happened because Spencer and I—we've kind of teased in earlier episodes where we say we've been like poisoned by being into vintage menswear, specifically like well, 1930s, 40s I mean, tailoring, 60s ivy. Because we're the we're the only ones that complain about sweaters being too long and jackets being too long and like breast pockets being too small and shit like that. Yeah. Um, because be, yeah mostly because when we first started buying clothing and first started getting interested in clothing it was all like 70 years old that's right and so we grew we grew up in like the style rules of 70 years ago kind of and i wouldn't even say style rules you know i think that because these things aren't 
style rules. It's more like 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 an aesthetic of an era. And you know, That's true, yeah. when we were getting into it, you know, one of the biggest things about getting into vintage is to make sure you're buying the correct era. You know, and this is kind of something we've referenced before. We talked about this kind of in like our like our third episode with like Dapper Day or whatever. But it's important to know, like when you know when we when we. Or let me just say, I never liked it when people said, oh, Ethan dresses vintage, like even early on, because that's kind of like a half truth, because I'm not like I'm not going to the thrift store and buying like an 80s tweed jacket could be Harris tweed, but I wouldn't wear it because it's just it's not 30s. Right. And I think that it's, it's more important to say, OK, Ethan is taking cues or at least OK, early on, Ethan is dressing in 1930s golden era age tailoring. You know, that's more of, like, a specific thing. Um, it could just be because a lot of people just, you know, people don't care about that shit. Because that's a little bit more of a mouthful. Yeah, yeah. So, obviously, like, clothes. I mean, like, yeah, you could say I'm into vintage. But, like, I think early on it confused certain people because they'd be like, oh, hey, I saw this old photograph of my grandparents. Do you like it? And it's, like, a guy wearing a fucking, like, like Windsor knot with, like, like you know, I don't know, like, low-waisted or, like, bell-bottoms. And maybe I'd be into that now. Maybe not the tie. But it's, like, that's not... That's not it, right? And I, I think a lot of people mm-hmm. don't really get that point of view um, because, you know, there's a lot of reasons why I think it's important to have it. Um, and I can't imagine not having it because that's what guided Spencer and I's personal style, right? Like, like we were never into, um, like, just looking good or looking stylish. Like, that was, like, not... The- <laughs> we were never interested in looking good. <laughs> I mean, we picked 30s and 40s. I think we kind of knew that we weren't going to be the, yeah. like, the coolest guys out there. We weren't going to be cool. <laughs> Yeah. But I mean, you know, it's kind of um, it's it's important to have that point of view because, you know, we we weren't interested in in just like wearing a suit because mm-hmm. I mean, maybe maybe I was Spencer. I will have a different story. He's, he's mentioned it in our in our old Ethan, old Spencer essay or sorry podcast. But for me, initially, uh, before getting to vintage, it was like, oh, I got to be dapper. I got to be like hashtag menswear, you know, and I think the first time I ever heard about like having a pov is like the cut of suit that you buy right like oh and i'm sure you've seen it like the the, that like tumblr image that's supposed to be for illustration but people use it for everything Mm -hmm. where it's like italian versus english versus american suits right and those are all things where like um you know, guys on YouTube would be like, oh, I'm a big fan of, of Italian suits. And, and you know, they would say, like, a guy might comment, why Italian suits? Like, oh, because of the shoulder. I, I actually don't, maybe I'll include it in the uh, show notes. I'm pretty sure a lot of that stuff is like outdated, <laughs> you know? Y- Especially yeah, I mean, it's like, I also think that the artist in question, <laughs> like, no did shit. like a Fallout like fan comic which was of course set in like a kind of 50s world so it was already the advice that she was given was already like old advice that people just assume is is true yeah yeah exactly but i mean like that was like a a, like a first thing of you know like differentiating between different aesthetics right and Mm. I think even then right um people would say like oh yeah i don't i prefer wearing maybe not tom ford i don't know maybe Maybe Edward Sexton. I can't remember the first time I ever heard that name. But the people are like, oh, I I rather wear like Armani, you know, or or something like that, right? And yeah, of course at the time I didn't really think about that much until I got into vintage menswear, and it's just you know, immediately, I already knew it was going to be way different than shopping H and M. Like not just it's 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 also like not just about lapels, but I mean that that was like 
a big thing, right? Like, oh, the lapels are wider, the jackets are longer, the pants sit higher on your waist, they're also wider, you know? And in te- For me, yeah. it was like, the, the real difference was just how sturdy the cloth, like how much heavier the cloth was yeah. on vintage things. And obviously now I'm like, okay, I don't uh, need it all to be that heavy. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of impractical in Southern California. But compared to before, but like I'm, when it was in the mall. I mean, compared, yeah, it's like, it's really incredible. Like just, I don't know, like I said, it just feels like vintage suits feel so much sturdier than most stuff that you would find like today. So um, maybe not from the higher end brands, but it, it definitely uh, from from the stuff that I was seeing in like middle school and high school. Was that the reason you got into it? Not really. It wasn't because of that, but it was one of the things that I kind of like picked up mm. on and and really liked. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't think I don't think like it was. Yeah, it was definitely not something that was like I want to get into vintage because the clothes are better made. That was never right like, because the reason I, why. From what I remember, right, you don't yeah. you don't have like a hashtag menswear phase. You were kind of always into that kind of at the very mm-hmm. least like vintage casual kind of heritage kind of yeah. look. And did you did you know? I mean, that's also something we can talk about later on too. But that's also an aesthetic that was like different than like modern casual wear. Like the idea of wearing mm-hmm. like like a gray crew neck with like a selvage jean and boots. Like I mean, I've seen you wear that with like a sport shirt or whatever, you know. But like clearly, there was like a defining thing where like I'm going after this aesthetic and not just being casual in general. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it's like you know, going back to classic men's wearing suits. Um, I mean, yeah, I think. I mean, this is this is obviously more the case if you're not interested in fashion, but I think for a lot of people, uh, just like a suit is a suit, and it's like there's no one person wearing a suit looks exactly the same as any other pers- person wearing a suit. They don't really. A lot of people just don't really see the the like style differences. Yeah. No. I I actually remember this like way early on. This like 2015, 2016. I remember I went to Washington D.C. to hang out with my cousin who was in. DC um and I remember like this was like very early on I was buying vintage suits I don't know if you listen to the podcast um but her husband was uh we were talking about like you know what suits I was into and he goes like if I could like distill into one word what I was in and, and I told him like okay it's kind of like 30s inspired or whatever and I think I said like I just don't want to look like a politician right and he he was like, but you do look like one. I, I, and I, you know, like, like you said, like people just don't, regular people just don't see it. Right. Like mm-hmm. I, there's a picture of me wearing like, yeah, like, like in my head, even Donald Trump doesn't matter. Obama, who doesn't matter. But like in my head, politician, like blue suit, white shirt, red tie. Right. And at the time there was a picture of me wearing my 1940s, uh, single breasted blue suit, wearing it with like a white spear point. Maybe there was a stripe and then like a red foolard tie. And at the time, I was like, I mean, I get what you're trying to say, but, like, there has to be, like, like, the politicians don't have trousers that break like that, you know? Like, yeah, they might be, like, baggy, but they're not, like, clean, you know? They Mm -hmm. don't have the quarters. And I think, you know, this is just me, and we talked about this with with the influencer one about being, you know, very niche. But I was like, there's got to be a way for people to understand that this is different. Like, it is, like, a part of my mission to be, like, to wear a suit, but to not... Like look, like to look like it, right? Like look like your regular. So your guy. whole thing was based on that one conversation. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you know what? I want to write. I want to write thousands of words about why these lapels <laughs> are way different. You know. Yeah. Because, but it's true. I mean, that's why I got into vintage because it was, or 
did I say this in the original pilot? I don't remember, but like, remember, I said that I saw a guy wearing like a DB suit at Dapper Day, Josh Marr, right? Like the guy that we that mm-hmm. went to your high school. And it was like, I, I knew, I, even before I knew it was vintage, I was like, that suit, I have, first off, I don't see double breasted suits very often, but that suit has this look to it that is so radically different. It doesn't even look like what I've seen on, like, Frasier. It doesn't look on anything. It has, like, horizontal peak lapels, but they're, like, lower. The buttons are so much, like, wider, like, horizontally. You know, I was like, this is this is crazy, right? And, of course, you know, I later found out that he was wearing actual vintage. But as we know now, right, like, there are a, little, there are a couple of makers that make it in that way. Like, Bryceland's has mm-hmm. a suit similar to that. WW Chan has done a suit like that for Alan C. and everything. So yeah, for me it was like okay, yes, being in, being into any variation of classic menswear or suits, you're gonna be already gonna be overdressed, but it was like at least then it will look different. And there's in my head, there's gotta be a way for you to look like for people to well, understand. Because as we've said before, you can kind of make the case that it's like, you know, hey, when when most people were wearing suits or sport coats or just you know ties every day, yeah. There was a lot more variation and yeah. things that were that made it more quote unquote casual and everyday wear that you just don't see anymore. But because you don't see that anymore, most people just don't. see you wearing a suit. Yeah, and you exactly. can't be like, wait, but this thing has like pleated patch pockets, and you know, I'm wearing a like button down collar and stuff like that. It's yeah, casual. Or... It's like, no, it's not. Yeah, exactly. And it's like so, like to me, it was already like I, I knew early on, like like we said, being into classic or vintage events where it's already gonna be ridiculous like there's just like you're mm-hmm. that's if my goal was to yeah, look cool this was not the way to get there you know but there there is yeah. like all there's a lot of debate you know about like is vintage menswear a costume yeah um and i mean yeah kind of a little bit but it's at the same time it's like i don't know maybe it's just because that's you know I was into vintage men's where I don't, I don't want to be like, no, that's not a costume. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I guess what yeah. I was going to say is that like, if you're going to be into classic men's where like you might as well have a point of view because it's already just kind of like mm-hmm. a weird thing to be into. Even if like, because you're already going to be lumped into that guy wearing express suits to impress women with an undercut kind of thing. You know, like you're, you're already in that group, at least from a mainstream perspective, right? So, and, well, I think, I think it's important as like, if you want to be a stylish person, do kind you have to kind of set yourself apart somehow and um i mean that's like my opinion with a lot of things yeah. is it's like when you're putting something out there you want to make sure that it's like we're, you know, it's worth it it's worth it for other people to hear your point of view or whatever so if you're trying to promote yourself as like a stylish guy on instagram or even just like just dress well you should try to make something about your your way of dressing totally unique to you yeah exactly because i think some of the things that we talk about in the discord which plug if you are a patron you should you should already be in it and if you're not join the patreon um but we've always we've had a lot of discussion over what is correct or what is the right choice for something and that usually comes, you know, there's a couple of people, there's a, there's a variety of Discord, right? There are guys who are like vintage, there are guys who like really quirky Ivy stuff. There are guys who wear like more traditional or more, quote, normal cuts of things, right? And that's always going to be a debate with classic menswear. Um, but I, I don't really think anything is like correct. Maybe something might look more normal, but what is mm-hmm. right, I think, is de- definitely dependent on the wearer. And that comes with yeah, having a, a point of view, you know? And if you don't have one... 
Um, not saying that no one on Discord doesn't have it, but like in, in general, like if you don't have one, it kind of makes you lose that argument in a sense, right? Like, because otherwise you would just wear whatever is the most right thing for it. Like you, you might even, I mean, I'm, I'm extrapolating, maybe it's like a Chewbacca argument kind of thing, but it's <laughs> like, oh, why even wear a fuller tie at all, right? Like, you, you would be better off wearing a black knit tie or like a black grenadine, you know? And I don't want to go down that road because if you go down mm-hmm. that road, then you're just like, you're losing everything, right? Just, and it goes the same thing with like details on like jeans, right? Because like, oh, well, a wide leg doesn't fit your leg properly, doesn't shape your leg. Well, that, that's not always the point. You know, sometimes you just like yeah. to do it just because, you know. And that, I mean, yeah, that is something interesting because it's like, obviously we talk so much about how important fit is, but also we like to subvert fits and stuff like that. Yeah. And like, like you know, like, you, I mean, it's like, you know, like you said, you could technically go to a couple bespoke tailors and get like an average what they think will be the most flattering cut on you but maybe if the most flattering cut has you know like heavy shoulder padding or no shoulder padding but you want different shoulders that's gonna suck you know yeah yeah you're gonna want to look how you want to look right exactly i mean i think that's kind of the most important thing and i hopefully i don't know we all know how, what the reach of this podcast is, but it's my hope that you guys listen to it and understand. Like, yeah, you can, you know, d- dive deep into what you like, um, because that's what happened for me and Spencer, and that's and, and still even now where we wear a lot more modern stuff, where we, you know, we maybe Spencer doesn't even wear tailoring as much anymore. But even then, when we're looking at it, we're like, oh, that's not that '30s or whatever, you know, and. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't have that. I mean, maybe other than like Ivan or like a couple of people who also like collect vintage and are kind of moving in a classic menswear direction. But, you know, it's 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 important to, for our basis of personal style. And, it, and it's fun to kind of creatively see what you can get away with or pull inspiration from or recontextualize, yeah. you know, because I mean, I yeah. always I don't know. I always like having like a wide base of like inspiration or things to pull from. Yeah. Like for everything, you know, like, I don't know, like all my, all my playlists on Spotify, like have stuff. I, I have like fucking like old ass stuff from the forties and fifties and then stuff from the 2010s on there or whatever. I don't, I just, I like having a lot to be able to pull from, like, you know, just find the stuff that I like. Yeah. No, I think that that's, that kind of reminds me of, um, of like my taste in music too, I think. I mean, mm-hmm. You guys know that I love listening to film score a lot, and this idea of like being able to like, it sounds niche. Like 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 I'm sure if you you know like much like you said like if you're talking about being into vintage menswear, people might think oh, that's it. But then there's a lot within vintage menswear to pull from, yeah. right? There's a lot of like milsurf workwear, even variations thereof. A lot. Of, I mean, even in the 30s, there was a lot of different jeans. Right. There's a lot of different like work shirts. And I mean, we've seen it like I mean, we've we've talked about like in the discord and stuff like that, the influence you can get from like like European menswear in the 30s and how it was different than American menswear, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think so, um, like with with my with the music taste, and this might be a tease for our future episode on like how music and menswear mix and composer style and everything Um, like a lot of people assume, oh, I just like orchestral film scores like people just assume like that's just what i'm into but i have as spencer and mj know i have a very like not narrow but like i have my favorite composers and composing style and even within there like even if i say john williams like john williams has composed like jazz scores before he's done like a like an asian-centric thing for like 
memoirs of a geisha and he's done like star wars indiana jones so there is still like for me it sounds like i'm a very narrow point of view but in fact there's still a lot to kind of pull from and even this is also happened today where um our friend uh ray uh raymond um raymond chu from um drama department everybody loves him yeah <laughs> deborah um <laughs> uh, somebody feed phil we got um, we got to get him to do that yeah yeah he better um but you know he was yeah. saying like he was looking at my place you know i was bored i was reading your blog also thank you for being bored and reading my blog i'm glad that i get to uh entertain with all my words but he said like you know when you look at it from like a very broad point of view i'm actually a lot less experimental than other people think but i think it's because like i said with my 30s point of view i'm wearing like spear point collars and like shorter ties and white leg pants to some people that's fucking crazy right but then in <laughs> reality like i'm not wearing like patchwork pants i'm not wearing like engineered garments i mean i like those you've things mostly you've mostly like stuck to i mean the like the fit of your suits have has obviously changed like slightly in yeah. the past couple of years but I mean, you're for the most part, you're still using the same ideas that you were, you know, three, four years ago. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's because, it, yeah, it's been such a guiding force. And, uh, you know, a lot of people make fun of like, oh, well, you make fun of yourself before. What are you going to do in 10 years? I'm like, I feel like that that like it's but plateaued where now I can experiment within that area. But it's still got some of the same ideas, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, I think I think it's important to have the point of view because like I maybe it's just me but i don't like liking a lot of things um and i mean that like in the broad sense like i don't like every <laughs> yeah. every tailor you know i think it's i think it's pretty clear that um I, i'm not a big fan of like chiffonelli stuff right like that's not i mean not not that i don't like him i'm just saying like i wouldn't wear that type of suit same thing with like edward section yeah. i don't know if i would even though i'm into like the 70s now or i have more appreciation for it i don't think that i would be able to pull it off because it's kind of weird but 1930s collegiate looks are very close to like Edward Sexton stuff. You know, there is, there is that kind of leeway um, for those, for those looks. And, and when you kind of like, I don't know, it's, it's hard to, when you, when you go, when you go in with like a point of view or kind of like figure out what you like, I mean, that has, that has saved me so much money just being, just being like more picky um, about like, you know, about the clothes that I buy. Absolutely. Um, it's so it's so nice to be able to like go into a mall and like try on a cool jacket and be like, well, I can't buy it because it's too long or whatever, yeah. and just like call it at that. Yeah. Um. That's that's really and that's something. I mean, it's like obviously I've I've had some things that I've bought and then like maybe regretted later, but uh, a lot less than I think if I had just gone on gone into fashion, menswear, whatever, completely blind, and not like I'm going to try that's... to get into like vintage menswear yeah that's absolutely true because i remember like again before i started collecting a vintage i would like go to h&m and again i had no idea what else there was because i just assumed there was no way for me to like to get anything else right like i mean i i this is a little topic but like you know imagine being in 2010 hashtag menswear being in like going to college and well not maybe not 2010 maybe like 2014 or whatever and like being into hashtag menswear you don't even know what male fashion advice is you don't even use ebay for anything all you have is like your local H&M and, and like fucking like downtown Riverside, not a fashion capital of the world in the slightest. Yeah. And like, oh, I want to wear suits. Right. So basically for me at the time, it was like everything that I wanted, like everything that I could wear came from H&M. So you would go all the time and see 
what's new in the suiting department. So I've had stuff that was like, like it was cool and window paned, right? Like I like I like brown checks, mm-hmm. but it was one button and hacking pocket, and it's like, well, I like. I mean, I, I assume I like it, and if I just had that like point of view, like oh, even if it was just even if I only had H and M or just J Crew, it would be like, well, that particular model wouldn't work for me. But if if I didn't have it, it's like nothing is really stopping you. I don't I don't have taste, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah, there's a lot of things like that, you know. I think because I see it a lot, maybe not in our Discord, but like in general, where like a guy's like, "Oh, I gotta get into Gurkhas because that's new. I gotta get into a bunch of stuff because yeah. you just kind of see." It. And that's I think I think this is I mean you know we talk about permanent style and and everyone else and people not hating on um on uh, the explore page, but maybe that's why guys use the explore page because they don't have a point of view. They just want to see what, what what's out there, right? I mean, classically, I guess mm. you would rely on like apparel arts magazines telling you what's in or whatever or or you know maybe you go into a bespoke tailor and and the sales or the cutter is like hey by the way we got this new fabric and you should try it but if you don't have that you know you're in the age of internet stuff um the age of ultra <laughs> yeah <laughs> i've got no strings <laughs> I, I remember. bad bad tailor <laughs> yeah you got, yeah. you got frayed ends everywhere um but you know like yeah you would i i can understand why guys would just kind of like get into a whole bunch of stuff and why a lot of the blogs are about reviewing a bunch of different items trying it like permissile right about the mock neck and and stuff like that and i i feel like for us or at least for me like i don't i don't first off i don't have to always experiment to find new content but number two it's like i wouldn't have tried it because i have the taste that i do you know and you know, I think that that's kind of like a, a blessing in disguise. I don't know. Maybe you guys can leave us a comment. I'm sure the Discord will, will discuss this at length and have our little stream this Saturday about it. Um, you know, something something um, I that I think Vintage has probably also helped us out with hmm. is maybe given us, like, I don't know, a better mind to, like, kind of categorize or, like, break down the details Absolutely. of specific styles. Because again, going in, going into menswear blind, it can be, you know, I mean, it's like if you're, it, well, specifically with vintage menswear, again, so much of a bit of it about like making sure that you're getting the error right is about like all these tiny, minute details. Yeah, yeah. Um, which now I notice these tiny, minute details on like everything. Yeah. And so I'm able to. Yeah, you thought, you yeah, thought button pocket it. harmony was bad. Now you're going to see everything. But yeah, it's like it's like when you when you yeah, like when you like for example, um, you know, I've been I've been liking kinda like old school like athletic styles yeah. or like outdoor styles recently. It's really easy for me to like look at old photos or whatever and and say, Okay, well this is the thing that I like about it. I like like, you know, the this like these are the I like these colors yeah. I like how this fits whatever but I'm able to actually name what I like about it yeah it, no exactly you know like 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 swelled edges right I think that's kind of mm-hmm. and we'll we'll spend the next half of this talking about specific vintage that we like and we'll include pictures about it that we uh, wherever we reference but that is incredibly apt I mean for me at least you know as, as an example right for it, it it helped me describe tailoring in a way that was like eye-opening for me and uh, of course a lot of my friends who would be like oh that's why that's like a thing right like like because it was never about you know getting a suit with wide lapels like it's because otherwise you'd fall into the trap of like 70s whatever 90s but it's like okay where does the buttoning point lie 
what's the angle of the notch is it blunted yeah. or not is it is it like obtuse is, is it how how deep is the v as is the the notch cut into the lapel because those are things that you know you see on like 30s for or, or any kind of era because each era has like a distinct look even though there are variations of it but number two uh like you said like i mean or we wrote this in the, in the notes classic menswear doesn't have a lot of trends so a lot of designers now not the designers bespoke tailors whatever will mm-hmm. pull references of those things so for I me and spencer yeah it's about looking at the original or we, we we've been blessed to look at the original and be like, okay that's what they're looking at right like like i remember like yeah like, and this is like so this is like just a you know like a, like when I when I worked at J Crew, a lot of walls and barn stuff we would get in, yeah. and it's like, oh, okay, so this is supposed to be like the like civilian conservation corps like wool jacket with the shawl collar. But I looked at the walls and barns one. I'm like, but this one is very long. The pockets are much smaller. It doesn't like you know the fabric isn't is nice. So I don't want the copy. I want like the original thing. Yeah. Yeah, or vice versa. Like, if you like, I mean, that's why people like buying Wallace and Barnes, you know. And, and it's cool mm-hmm. to know, like, you know, if you are buying Wallace and Barnes, you're buying Double RL or, or whatever. You're like, oh, that's what it is. And I think opening your eyes up to that lets you have the option of buying the reproduction or the original, which is always mm-hmm. a good thing. You know, obviously, we like to buy used clothing secondhand and buying vintage because, believe it or not, it still exists out there. It gets rare every day, but you know, it's still fun to look <laughs> at. You know, but it's, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's really cool. And especially with like tailoring, right? Like, uh, there are a couple of tailors out there. I think like, sort um, Sastria Serna, I think I might be getting that wrong with the Spanish, uh, tailor. He has mm-hmm. like such thirties lapels. Like it is like rounded. It is so good. But then of course, like it's a shorter length cause it's more, a bit more of a modern tailor. He's done like the kind of, ex- yeah. like the wide waistband Gurkha style closure, hacking pocket, stuff like that. But it's like, okay, that's why I like that tailor. And it'd be cool, you know, to like, to think about how to approach that kind of, um, how to accomplish my personal style in a contemporary world. Because I think also Spence and I will mm-hmm. know that we don't wear vintage all the time. You know, we, we also realize that it's, not easy and we were also at the mercy of whatever is on ebay or the flea market which is fine if you live in a colder climate but not good if you're like us live in la and you can't wear sweaters and 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 heavy tweed jackets and everything you know um and so yeah i mean having a point of view in general just helps you helps guide you with tailoring with casual wear even even with milsurp because you know like here's a good example i got a camo like shirt jacket early on this is like three years ago because i had seen a jungle jacket but i had no idea what it was and i was like okay cool and i got like an 80s 90s like bdu or something like that you know mm-hmm. and it's fine i mean i think our friend andy like wears and he still owns it still looks good over like a hop sack jacket looks good with like a turtleneck whatever but you know what the thing was the slanted pockets man that's not, yeah. you know the jungle jacket was just so different and it's like fuck what is that shit and you find out like okay here it goes and then you look at it like now we're like okay yeah j crew yeah suit supply they might have a f- army field jacket but it's not the jungle jacket you know it's it's just not mm. that and to find that detail you either you know you gotta buy the original or you search for like a japanese brand that might have it but then if you the thing is if you know that then you won't be bricked or you won't feel like you know that you're 
that you wasted. Yeah, a because purchase. I mean, I feel like yeah, if you if you go into fashion without any kind of point of view, you're just getting things recommended to you on Reddit, the Explore page, or like GQ or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're. I feel like you're gonna have a lot of purchases where you buy it and you have a vague sense of not liking it, but you can't articulate why. And that seems horrible to me. <laughs> well, that's that the, seems horrible. That's the thing because I think we've been asked this, like on the on not just on the Discord, but like in our in our stream. But like, have you guys ever bricked your fridge, or have you guys ever had like a lot of regret? And not, first off, it's gonna be like, well, we don't buy a lot because we don't have a lot of money. But number two, it's mm-hmm. like we're so picky with like our point of view, you know, it, it, or it sounds like that, and but that prevents us from you know not getting it you know like like you know a lot of us say oh why haven't you tried like engineered garments or 18 years and we, we and i love those things those things are great but there's always like something off about it that i'm just like okay like like you know engineered garments. i mean it's like the same thing where there's so much that there's so much like you know there's so many styles uh that i can admire from afar and i think look cool but i'm like i wouldn't wear it it's just not gonna it's just not gonna work for me or it's not gonna fit in with my wardrobe it's like the same thing as that you can have an like admiration for something, but when you, when there's I don't know like a kind of got a through line in your wardrobe, it's very easy to say, well, it looks cool, but it's it's not for me. Yeah, and I think this is also why Spencer and I, what we talked about in the past, why we don't have like brand loyalty in a sense because we're just mm-hmm. we're just guided purely by aesthetics, you know, purely by what we think fits in with with our, with our point of view you know like there's a couple things like 18 East, like i said like that has like a i'm just trying to remember might not might be gone now because this episode's coming out way after recording time um but they had like a uh like a baseball shirt style like, like like you know like it's a baseball like collarless like popover but it was like a utility mm-hmm. vest you know and it's like I feel like I've seen like in the 30s or 40s something kind of close to that or some kind of fun like really weird anorak kind of style thing and part of me is like I'd rather have the vintage one than that one because it's a little too modern or just there's a couple stuff about it, you know. And mm. if I was a regular guy, you know, who had more disposable income, I feel like I might have bought it because like, oh, you you, you follow 18 East, you want to be there for when the drop happens. But then I feel like, OK, shit, I don't I don't know what I'm going to do with this kind of thing, you know. <laughs> and something that we said about in the money article or or, or, um, or even in our how we buy clothing uh, essay um, or podcast, I should say, is that. When you buy vintage or secondhand, like like the uh, the the mountain it takes out of your pocket is a lot smaller, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And so, like that's what's that's what's like for good. a really really good vintage suit, like crazy rare thing. You prop. I mean, I don't know if the prices have changed, but back when we were into it, it was what like six hundred fifty, seven hundred bucks. Yeah. Um, and that, I mean that's again that's what you would spend on like a suit from from fucking J Crew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. With, that's the other nice part about vintage yeah yeah i mean that's you know this this whole thing is kind of like what i tell people to do like early on is to get a point of view or at the mm-hmm. very least get inspiration because if you again if you don't have it you are going to be that guy who is going to send us pictures of everything going hey is this a good suit and it's about like not i'm not saying that we don't enjoy answering questions but it's also about like training your eye to see the details so that way you don't yeah. mess up and i mean i think we we've, we've talked about this i'm sure at least on the podcast or the stream but it's like you know as people who are interested in fashion of course we've gotten a, a, a friend of a friend or like an acquaintance come up to us and say 
I want to look good or I want to dress better, like help me. And then it's like, that's like, where do you go from there? Yeah. I, I, I always say like, what, what does that mean to you? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like tell me what you like. It's like, someone says, Hey, recommend me some good music. I'm like, okay. Do you, do you like, do you like jazz? Do you like, uh, yeah. do you like, like indie music? Do you like, what do you, like, what do you like? Do you want top 40? Do you want pop music? You're like, I don't know. It's like one time, one time I went on a date at a coffee shop and my date was a little bit late. Uh-huh. Um, and she said, you can go ahead and like order for me. And I said, oh yeah, cool. What do you want? She's like, surprise me. And I'm like, <laughs> are you in the mood for f- food or coffee? And she's like, no, just get what do you think I want? I'm like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I think we need more Spencer dating content on the. Uh, like I can't. I, it's, it was it was too stressful a decision to make. That's yeah. That's crazy. You know, but the thing is, like you know, yeah. looking back, I. We're, you know, we're doing this podcast. No one asked us to do it, uh, but but I mean, you asked us not to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's like like you know, no one's saying that we're wrong here. But I think that we should absolutely emphasize having a taste because i think you have a taste in everything like you don't yeah you 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 need at, at the very least a grocery list when you go to costco like you're not gonna go what's new at costco like they got these new graham crackers <laughs> what's what the if, new food like what if you don't like graham crackers you're not buying it <laughs> like you're gonna go home and your wife goes hey honey here i got the costco and wife goes you forgot i'm allergic to graham crackers or something you know <laughs> but it's like you know like you have a radio station. You have a Spotify with these tastes in it's there. It's like, yeah, even if, even if you don't know it or you don't think you have a preference, like, you do. Like, everyone, I don't know, like, there are people that are like, oh, I don't care how I look. Like, the guy that we were making fun of in the Discord today who, like, commented, <laughs> like, the only time I buy new clothes is when my old clothes become too ripped and stained for wear. It's like, I'm sure that you still have, like, a shirt that you're like, oh, I look good in this shirt. I like yeah, this shirt you, a lot. You have, like, everybody you have has it. it. Everyone has taste. And I think it's, you know... Hopefully, two things. I hope two things happen when people re- listen to this episode. If if they find it wherever it is, say say the nuclear war has happened. They find the old tapes because we record these on tape. Actually, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we do. Yeah, yeah. convert it to digital afterwards. <laughs> yeah. It's a long process. <laughs> yeah. This is why we do it so far in advance. But it's <laughs> like I hope number one. I hope that you guys um, find out whatever taste that is for you. But number two, that a regular person understands that you know classic menswear or tailoring is not a monolith right there is so much out there well, yeah we are not yeah. a monolith you're <laughs> <laughs> not a monolith yeah but i mean it's because it's, i think you know like you said most people when they look at tailoring suits or even like vintage or whatever they're like oh that guy just that guy just looks good he's wearing a suit but like there's so much in there that make it different mm-hmm. you know and you shouldn't you should embrace that and think about it that way because again otherwise you're just kind of going to be kind of stuck into this kind of you know limbo of uh of potentially being bricked you know and yeah. that's not to say that spencer and i haven't bought something and then all of a sudden later on we're like eh, i'm good I, I, I should get rid of this you know but we try and, and minimize that you know um but like, you want to spend the last like 15 minutes just going through let's the let's do it yeah things that we so like. again this is stuff that we it's kind of related to the deal breaker thing but it's also just like how our eye works it, it affects how we approach menswear and what we deem as quote good and again that i'm sure all just is cringing in his grave he's not dead <laughs> he's he just sleeps he just sleeps in graves um but you know uh, good is a strong word but what we like i guess you know yeah it's not what we look for in our purchases yeah i guess again i want to be different you know e- even though again i'm not as like experimental you know but 
don't want to be like the regular guy wearing an H&M suit and just wearing like a blue suit. It's about like what kind of blue suit that you're wearing, you mm. know. And again, um, it it also affects what brands we look at and what what brands we follow, you know. And you know, and because we're not again, we're not like some of the influencers who just are always on Natalino and looking at all the other Spear McKay drops. Like it's about very specific things, um, and uh, and yeah. So let's let's go through it. So obviously, number one. Higher waist pants, like that's like a number one thing. That's the that's, number one thing. We've been, I I've read I've written about this like a long time. Like 2015, one of the first articles is like why you should have high waist pants. I don't really do the why you should articles anymore, um, but it was like, I remember my friends were like, that's crazy. Like that's like why are your pants so high. Also, why 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 do you have did you have a camel toe? I'm like just because my pants are high doesn't mean it's <laughs> it's, it's 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 like. <laughs> like suffocating my crotch you know but i i can't like low-waisted pants are uncomfortable and so many people say it's like oh i can't wait wear high-waisted pants they're so uncomfortable and like what are you talking about and it's again it's just because i'm used to it because i've been wearing them since high school probably but it just makes sense to me that's where pants should go yeah like i even like i think even before when i would wear like i i I kept pulling them up because it just felt weird even if they were like even if they were like an eight inch rise you know from like hot topic it's like no you gotta gotta pull it up you know um so every time we look at like anything jeans work pants Mm -hmm. chinos trousers even if they were bespoke like even for me when i was went to indochino it's like hey can you make a high-waisted pant? Like, I just, I, I, I'm not going to buy this unless you can do it, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, that's kind of a big thing. Um, and you know what goes with that? Short, casual jackets. I know we've talked about this repeatedly before, mm-hmm. but, you know, you look at old pictures, again, all the, all the stuff that we've seen, doesn't matter if it's a denim jacket, leather jacket, it's all, it all, like, ends slightly past the waistband, but around your natural waist, and that was kind of... And this, this yeah. tie, I mean, this ties into just, like, most casual garments. Again, like, knitwear, sweater, like, you know, sweaters, like, uh, hoodies, whatever. All had, it was, it was, once again, just bringing back that word, harmonious. <laughs> yeah. It just ended where the pants ended. <laughs> That's right. But it's like, you know, like, people say, oh, have you guys bought a lot of, like, Unico sweaters? And we're like... Not really, because they're all too long. Yeah. I mean, I own some because sometimes I just like it, and also not many places do the knitwear. And Rubato has like three colors, you know. <laughs> hey, Olivia, uh, Oliver, if you're listening to this, come on, man, make make some other colors. Come on, come on. Yeah, I mean, knitwear is one of those things where we have had to compromise just because. That's like, true. Yeah, I know vintage knitwear is harder to find. Um, not just not just in like a, a an LA appropriate like fabric because i mean they're, they're, i have like a wool sweater that's like pretty open weave that's fine but also yeah. like in good i mean condition. i have my mcgregor like my favorite sweater is my 50s mcgregor which unfortunately again despite i mean it was in it was in a it was in my storage drawer for a year and it's the only thing that has moth holes in there oh. that those those moths attacked specifically that sweater i mean it was it's only one moth hole but it's right on the neck like right underneath the neck, so it's very noticeable, That's, which is annoying. Yeah, I mean, again, like I wish more places made like vintage down there. Where again, Rubato is cool. Not gonna, not gonna really wear lamb's wool where we are. Um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, hey, but that's why we also like like North Star Sea clothing or whatever, like that that one or mm-hmm. you know. Um, but yeah, going back, it's like yeah, most of my casual jackets are are vintage because of this. Like all my leather jackets are vintage. Most of my like work jackets are vintage. Just because, yeah, you can't, everything else is too long. Yeah. 
um, on that on this kind of thing. We can talk about drape uh, or, or at the very mm-hmm. least wider legged pants. Uh, Spencer and I, um, I mean, we we have we we have like a lot of like Ralph Lauren. We, and Spencer wears like a lot of reproduction military stuff, but for me, who wears tailoring, it's like oh. I, I hate to bring it up. I mean, Natalino is cool. I'm not going to say they're they're wrong, but like for me, it's like they're just too slim. Like they're, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh well, you know, they're like the new brand. Why don't you try? I'm like, I just, I can't, I can't do it. Like, I mean, if they could change it, I would. And, and maybe nowadays, like I, I've experimented a little bit more. I obviously have like a Spear McKay suit, which is not a 10 inch opening, but like it's you know, it's like eight and a half or close to nine, but it's still fine. I have some compromises or caveats to it. But in general, it's like, you know, why I didn't like buying suits from Suit Supply. It just was too long, you know. Oh, sorry, too, too, too slim. Too slim. Too slim, yeah. Too small. Yeah. Um, too small. But, um, but one, like, I mean, hey, this is just like a shower epiphany moment. But, like, I think that might be one reason why I always preferred wearing separates. Because I was able to, like, wear, like, a Suit Supply jacket with, like, a wide lapel is, like, okay, even though it's not 3-roll-2 or whatever. Wear that with, like, Ralph Lauren, like, odd trousers, it's fine. But then wearing, like, a Ralph Lauren suit might not work because polo suits tend to have low buttoning. And wearing a Suit Supply suit might be too slim. So that might be Mm -hmm. why, like, for a long time, until, like, Atelier Fugue and Ascot Chang and Spear McKay, I would wear separates, like, almost all the time. Um... But yeah, I mean, drape is 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 so is so important, you know. I mean, this is this is getting back to vintage, like they're just the fabric, which is what I really like. But re- I mean, really, nothing has drape like yeah. a pair of like vintage like pants. Just the weight of the fabric, the cuffs, the like the the fit, it just all hangs so clean and so beautiful. Yeah, I mean, this you know, this might that one might not be like a. Uh, a like buying guide but like when we look at outfits that are like oh that guy looks good or bad or 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 just at least to our liking oh that like that guy's working suit with good drape you know mm-hmm. and i think that like that that's kind of like what it is like it doesn't matter if 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 uh the trousers aren't like accenting his hips in the way or or, or it that the the, uh, the waist is nipped on the jacket you know it's it's about like it's about drape and you look at like you know for me i'm yeah. always i'm always making these connections to like nine like not just illustrations but like pictures of like jimmy stewart or, or regular guys wearing suits like okay they like they look good for that reason the drape so i'm gonna look at other people and say okay they look good because of the drape too mm-hmm. you know um we talked a little bit about ties like how you know ties that are too long is kind of what's that's happening now because well, yeah this is again this is a consequence of pants becoming lower um is ties got longer because if you wanted to hit the the waistband can't do that with a shorter tie but that makes it difficult for us to wear ties since we like high-rise pants because now ties are too long yeah i mean i just i just tuck it in because i like that look you know but then there's a whole thing of like for a while it's like why don't you buy um or okay let me go back so let's talk about like the patterns and the abstract ones. Cause this, that's probably oh, yeah, yeah. more specific to us as opposed to like tight construction. Cause I think nowadays a lot of guys are making like untipped edges. I mean, even the like van defined clothing, Drake's does it. Um, Gabucci does it. Um, but, and I mean that, yeah, that that's a big, that's a big deal because as we've talked about before, the like, you know, what do you get at a department store or men's warehouse or almost any place that has the thick inner lining? It just can't, you can't get the nice, like, you know, tight 
four in hand die. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, luckily now with the rise of like more classic or the popularization mm-hmm. of it, it's a bit more common. Like even I think even Chase of the Grange is starting to make his own uh, line of ties, which have a cool, uh, very light interlining and the uh, un- uh, the untipped edges or the hand the machine rolled edges. Uh, but let's talk about patterns. And I've written about this before, but like there is just a way that. That fucking like vintage foolers look or soft squares geometric shapes they do they just have like, this spacing that is not as uniform as like a Macclesfield or traditional like fuller ties from like the eighties or nineties you know it's a bit more fun they're like spaced out because yeah like the fuller ties that you think of from like the eighties they're all like on a grid or whatever yeah. mm-hmm. um, kind of vintage ties it's not the case it's like a lot more kind of spread out and like random yeah and then even then like like the fun ties like i mean you can think of like even like paisley ties have been like kind of different over the years you know and this mm-hmm. and i mean that that's kind of it right like ties have changed designs over the years even like the size of rep stripes i mean talk about the grange you know there's uh he says that he prefers like the kind of 70s 80s and i was looking at it and no offense chase but like there's one that's like just too thin of a rep stripe like i i prefer bigger block stripes you know as opposed to like mm-hmm. the kind of thin 70s kind of kind of uh stripe to it and that's kind of like a, a 30s thing that i'm into or like a 60s thing you know and that i mean that you, guys... you wrote that you read that like great article about vintage ties yeah. that has all those photos of like actual vintage the, ties, the stuff yeah. that you know cody had or damien had yeah but yeah, just like the colors that you see on those like 1930s stripe ties, there's like, like Drake's does, you know, some stuff like it or whatever, yeah. but just, yeah, like all the, the beautiful, like, I don't know, it's hard to think of like one example, but um, a lot of really cool, like oranges and pastels and stuff like that, that you just don't really see anymore. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and that's why, like, again, like. We don't have to try out a bunch of different tie makers. Like we don't we don't go to the tie bar or I guess nowadays yeah. like like we do get asked, Oh, why don't you buy from like tie or tie Florence for stuff? With what money? Um and or like oh why don't you try Yeah, that's the other thing. Like vintage ties are like fifteen, twenty bucks. Yeah. Um that's what I've spent on most of my ties. Yeah, exactly. Same. Um, but I was gonna say like like people always like a lot of people wear van defined clothing. I mean that that's like a, a good tie maker that the anthology uses, you know, all that kind of stuff. But they like they do like stripes. They don't do like foulards, and if they do it, they're just not the same way. So I just it's easy for me to like avoid the problem. I don't have to try it out. And you guys know I don't do reviews. I just I I wear what I wear. So that kind of that kind of helped. Um, here's some other quick ones that we can get through. I mean, like belt backs are cool. You know, mm-hmm. that, that's one thing. But a lot of people do them now, um, you know, like like you've seen like, like the shooting jackets or whatever. Yeah. But we still look at them and be like, well, they're not exactly the 30s Cause, way. Because it's like, yeah, they're, people are making like, I don't know. Yeah, it's the same thing. Like people are making like a bi-swing jacket or one that has like a big box pleat in the center. But like the, the really cool stuff that you saw in the 30s, like the shark gill uh, back, which is which it's like just a big series. It looks like a pleated tuxedo shirt. It's like, you know, obviously a little bit wider, but just like a big series of pleats or like Western yokes or stuff yeah. like that or little micro pleats gathered on the belt. Uh, those are the things that make us go crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so and even then when they do them nowadays, like the belt's always like too wide, like like vertically, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, they're just they're just not right. And, and you know, we, we have these conversations and this is not just like a small obsession, because sometimes, you know, when you have the ability to like, get something made for yourself, 
knowing these details and having a point of view will help guide that. Like yeah. like our friend Andy came to us and he still got a great suit out of it. It's not that big of a deal, but he got it and the belt was just made a little bit too narrow. Like it doesn't like kind of fully expand across. Like I think yeah, like uh, like a traditional. Um, belt back like i think like the the back will hit seam to seam on the back i think it'll go fully across Mm -hmm. but his his did not yeah and so but you know it's just something that that you learn but you you kind of figure out and you try and try and communicate to your tailor and everything um we have to talk about lapels again like blunted lower gorge because there are a couple times when like yeah like when people ask us do you like jay muser i think they make cool stuff but the house style of the campania jacket for the ready to wear like the lapel like the gorge is a little too high um <laughs> excuse me mm. for me it's just like you know when it's too high it doesn't really it's not harmonious to me for the shoulders it looks it just looks like it looks more balanced like when it's again, lower not yeah. to be like oh the vintage one is good but it does look a little bit more balanced yeah it doesn't have this kind of like eyes going upward thing and maybe i don't know where where you guys look at really, i really don't like it i mean you don't really see this as much like anymore i don't think yeah. maybe with like brands like suit supply or whatever but i hate seeing the super wide lapel jackets with the super high gorge that's just like flying off your shoulder. yeah when it's like it's when it's literally I, on your shoulder that, that, that's so weird to me it doesn't look good. I think it just doesn't look good. It doesn't draw the eye to the like right places. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, maybe we're just you know, I like I like it widening the chest a little bit, you know, uh, but that I mean that could just be me. Um, again, modern. Uh, hey, if casual jackets are too too long modern overcoats are just too short and that's 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 right that's not really i mean that that could be a 30s thing i don't know when overcoats started getting shorter that's probably like a more i mean i think it's because like people when people started like driving cars more um and so when you're if you're sitting down in like a knee length coat or whatever that's going to be a little bit uncomfortable yeah i mean in general i i always like looking at like you know bigger coats there's like a good big coat album on mfa um but yeah, like I just to me like it helps. The thirties, forties are good. I'm sure. I'm sure even seventies and eighty, maybe not seventies because of the polyester, but like eighties, nineties coats, I'm sure are fine. Um, one other thing: shirt collars too small. It's kind of uh, yeah, yeah. As we've talked about that a lot, we had a whole episode about the spear point. Right? Yeah, that's right, that's right. But even I mean, we're gonna have one on the OCBD this year because it's been asked of us and mm-hmm. asked of me to write about OCBDs. But like that's also kind of we talked about this kind of recently, where what makes a good OCBD, you know, and we can get into that later in, in that episode, but you know, like, I mean, yeah, that's going to be, that's going to, that's going to be a topic of debate, I think. Yeah. Because yeah. E- even for me, like, uh, some, everyone has a different definition. Even, even illustrations in the thirties, like some of them don't have role. Like they, they have a very, like they vary in like how much role they have. You know, I've seen like pure vintage. Um, I mean, there, there's a whole, vintage ones. there's a whole section of Ametora where they talk about, all the varieties of OCBDs that exist. And they said, it's like, yeah, there were some with like very short collars and some with collars so long they had to have like special boxes or whatever when they shipped about shit like that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there was, there's always been a big variety. Yeah. And that's what, what guides us on like, okay, why do we like the Drake's OCBD? What makes that better than like the Anglo Italian one? Or why is Jake's London so good? You know, and mm-hmm. having those conversations, again, having a point of view, uh, especially to us, where, like, you know, we buy a lot of, or I buy a lot of, like, 60s, 70s OCBDs that I find on eBay or 80s stuff, you know, it's in pursuit of whatever aesthetic that is. That's not exactly 30s, but it's still having, that again, that point of view that will, will guide it. Um, 
We want to talk about like breast pockets really quick because I feel like that's something that comes up a lot. Yeah, yeah. Is breast pockets are usually too high. You're talking uh, about about jacket. yeah on jackets, right? Yeah. On jackets, yeah. Yeah, most places. Um, it, it's, yeah, it's usually not seen on like bespoke stuff, but most like like mid price, made to measure, like Spear and McKay. Uh, even I'm sorry, our friend I tell like David Atelier Fugue, even he admits that his his breast pocket was, his breast patch pocket was placed a little too high, you know. And even Andy Andy's uh, breast pocket on his bespoke suit, you know, because it's so, so- oh well. I mean, just talking, yeah, go on. I was gonna say I was like gonna, I think people I'll, I'll don't really transition into patch pockets over this. Oh yeah, I was gonna say people don't really think about like that kind of stuff, yeah. but because you know you're looking at like the 30s for like from our point of view, the breast pocket was like literally like at nipple height, like it was it wasn't placed high on the on the chest you know um it was at your breast was that literally your breast yeah but go ahead about the patch pockets well yeah i was gonna say that's the other thing is like patch pockets and i mean pockets on a lot of things like shirts you know like modern fashion military jackets work jackets whatever pockets are too small um i'm a person that likes carrying a lot of things with me i like having big pockets and vintage clothing has spoiled me because uh, the suits usually had, especially if they were patch pocket, had fucking big honkin' pockets. Um, honkin vintage, pockets. like, you know, vintage casual shirts or vintage, you know, work shirts, whatever. They also have just gigantic pockets, um, which no one's doing anymore. And I say we got to reclaim our pocket space. Absolutely. We got to take that back. I mean, it there. makes most sense practically, right? Like, like just putting your fucking fists in there. The, but the, but the one the good thing I like about modern ones, because like 30s and 40s jackets don't have vents, so putting your fists in those pockets kind of feels weird, like it's a little too close to the body. Yeah. But I mean, hey, sometimes you gotta you gotta evolve, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and one, one one other last thing before we get to like why what some brands that we think kind of fit our aesthetic, and it's probably not gonna be a surprise to you guys, but in terms of materials, right? We talk about drape, man. I oh, mean, yeah. I mean wool gabardine, vintage wool gabardine is like awesome like like i have so i have good, one yeah. gray wool gab suit i'm sure spencer has had like gab jackets you know and they are mm. it's kind of a it's kind of like a bold look 40s 50s thing but like in terms of material it's so good like it's they it's got it's got like such a great finish to it yeah it's like a slight got a slight sheen on it the twill is good um usually the colors like on gray or brown it's kind of got like a it's it's kind of got a sheen but it's still more matte also as well so it's, it's usually a little bit like dustier too mm-hmm. in the colors yeah and that might be why we like corduroy a lot because it kind of has a kind of like a similar quality in that regard at least but yeah like we'll get like my those trap like those uh gray trousers i wore for the wide-legged article um so good. Lo- I wish I wish I had more pants like that because those really do go with everything. And even in the heat when it's hot, yeah, you're still wearing wool. Yeah, it's a little bit heavier, you know. But the airflow from the drape is so much better than having it like cling to you or be cut too close mm-hmm. to your body, you know. And on that note, Rayon Gab needs to fucking come back because everyone always says it's the like greatest shirt fabric. <laughs> yeah, I swear to God, like. I, I all my shirts should be made of like a vintage Oxford that's been like washed like ten times, and I want <laughs> everything to be a rayon gab that's been washed like ten times, you know? Yeah. Because you know, obviously we've we've seen uh, the rise of like the Aloha shirt and the camp collar shirt, but I hated that they were made in like poplin, like broadcloth or whatever. 
linen's like okay um but sometimes they do like silk rayon or like like well rayon is silk in the sense but it was always like super Synthetic delicate silk. it was always like like a like a brocade yeah. like tie kind of well i don't know if anyone knows brocade like very yeah like very thin but like old the old like uh rayon gab shirts that we like i mean they're not like heavy but they're like heftier they have like a little bit of spring to it that, yeah, um, there's like natural stretch to it, the drape that yeah. you get when you tuck it in, and you like it ages, it like breaks in and gets like so good when it's yeah, it 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 just it's great. Yeah, we, they, like they made we like you know they there's a lot of like sport shirts and old western shirts um, that were made out of rayon gab in yeah. like the 30s and 40s, mm-hmm. and um just wait just waiting for someone to figure out that fabric formulation yeah. but <laughs> bring back i was gonna say thing, the only things that that i've thing. seen do it are like two palms which is fine but again the short collar so it kind of depends where your compromises lie or like japanese reproduction ones i think uh, spencer and i have had like vintage aloha shirts or not vin- well secondhand aloha shirts that we've gotten from like second street um that yeah. are pretty close they're still a little bit thinner but they are pretty like they're the closest that i've seen that get to that kind of uh kind of look you know it's, it's like, and then we both have the um groove and vintage shirts too yeah which, which are, are pretty which good. are also yeah pretty close still a little bit on the thinner modern side a little bit slimmer fit yeah but it's still again in that in that vein you know and again you could talk about like the designs on vintage aloha shirts because like those flower patterns are way cooler than like modern ones maybe not two yeah. palms but like like you're thinking of like 80s i mean i was gonna ones. say like you're you're like rayon gab western shirt oh yeah that i think i love that thing because it's like i love you know obviously i love the rayon gab aloha shirts and sport shirts but i also love the non like camp collar yeah um i think i don't know like i said it just breaks in really well and i i I think it it just looks cool there's something about it that just like is a it's a cool guy look (laughs) yeah no i have yeah i have two rayon gab western shirts and those are really good. And mm-hmm. that, again, that, if you talk about, like, point of view, like, that guides our casual shirt buying. You know, like, that's, we see a lot of Western shirts, moleskin's cool, but it's, like, it's not Rand Gab, man. Not going to be into it. Not going to mm-hmm. be into the wife. Um, so, unfortunate for that. Um, but, yeah, let, let's let's finish off here. Obviously, we like to buy originals as much as possible. You know, we, and we still think that if you have a point of view, it doesn't really matter if you incorporate it into your everyday look, because now it's, like, your look. Because we're not, it's not about, like, doing a costume or maybe it is kind of you know you could argue that but uh when it's like your look it kind of doesn't really matter what you buy just matters what you decided to buy like like what actually made Mm -hmm. the cut and talking about brands who get it i mean obviously i think i I think ring jacket kind of has a very look that i kind of like um that's that being said i'm sure that uh there are plenty of other makers out there like i mean drake i've tried on drake's jacket tailoring uh, don't own it, but I've tried on jacket. I mean, that's pretty cool to me. Three roll, two soft, good, good drape. But I, I definitely think ring jacket via the Armory, like the Model Three or whatever, whatever their stuff is, is is pretty good. Um, and and yeah. hey, speaking of that, like you know when they when they unveiled like the Model Hundred series in '99, um, their work suit, their Ivy Spider work suit, like we we were like discussing like oh that looks like a '60s sport, uh, a '60s sack jacket, but with like workwear pockets, you know. Or like mm-hmm. the 99 from Taylor Cade that they do for the bespoke is like, oh, that looks like a 70s sack jacket or, you know, like a, a later era sack jacket. And then like when we were looking at the Model 101, which is like their new um, structured shoulder one, like kind of like more plain more, you know, for business people. Like that looked kind of like 
it's not be not be vintage, but it looks like Italian. It looks like you know Northern Italian Milanese kind of style. And that's what they're going for, you know. Yeah. Um, I do remember uh, speaking of Ring Jacket and, and Taylor Cade and everything. When I met Yamamoto-san, um, he was showing me his different pieces, um, and one of them was like a, a like a seventies or a modern sack jacket that was kind of seventies and thirties at the same time, and it looked. Mm. And to my to, to to me and Spencer, most tailoring nowadays looks like seventies, does thirties. Well, two thousand tens does all those things because, like, yeah, the lapels are yeah. wider. I think a lot more tailors are doing a little bit of a lower gorge now. There's like you know, there's a little bit of a nipped waist, so kind of seventies. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of that stuff kind of going on, and we were able to see that kind of stuff. You know, just like when we see Territoria del Cuore, um from Bryceland's, you can see like they are clearly looking at like thirties stuff a little bit, you know. And I mean, yeah, that like the like belt back sport coat that they've made for uh, Ethan Kenji. That's like I've said that before. That's like one of my favorite modern sport coats. Like, if I could, if I could, I would like have like a million jackets in that cut. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I mean, uh, like seeing the tailors, I kind of get it. I mean, that that's why we look at those guys and why we might not look at others. Like being Taylor, I think one of the first. Um, yeah, tailoring firms that I've ever seen. Like I remember showing Spencer, like look at look like these pants, like they're kind of wide, they're high waisted, they're pleated. Like mm-hmm. Chad Park, like what, like their combination of like a different Italian styles together, it looks so good. And their DB, I think, is like the best, one of the best DBs I've seen. Like the, he gets the wide set buttons like perfect. Yeah, you know. And I don't know why I would look anywhere else because if that's what I would want to wear, like that's that's kind of it. And I'm very lucky to have been able to wear chad's jacket when i visited sartor uh ginza um in japan mm-hmm. um but in terms of like hey you know workwear stuff i mean double rl obviously they, they, and they i was and it. i was gonna say like what i like about double rl is they are they don't do they don't do a whole lot of like straight reproductions they do a lot of like interpretations of things yeah but they always i don't know they always kind of maintain like what's cool about the original i've never like or they'll just take an original pattern and make it in a new interesting fabric. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're keeping all the things. It's not like, oh, we're going to take this jacket, but we're going to make the pocket smaller or we're going to make it longer or whatever. They're taking all the they're taking the essence of the original and just kind of changing it a little bit, and, which is yeah. I think is really cool. And that's how Spencer and I are able to like experiment cuz a lot of this stuff sometimes mm-hmm. it is like 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 a tie it's kind of hard to like i mean not all drake's ties look 30s and 40s but say if you're able to copy a world war ii chino fit but put it in fuck and put in like fucking madras or something like that's cool and that's how we would get into madras because you know otherwise we'd have to get like a 60s cut which might be a little bit too slim i I don't really like flat front pants or whatever um and then modern ones i mean i wouldn't really wear a modern madras pant because it's just you know low rise Mm -hmm. not pleated whatever so like that that's that's what's kind of cool about about that same thing with like with like Bronson, but even though Bronson's a little bit more of a straightforward reproduction. Yeah, it's like all the like reproduction brand like Bronson, Real McCoys, like you know whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like it's it's the same thing where they see they see what's cool about the original. They try not to mess with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, it's all the important details: fit, closure, yeah. rise. You know, I mean, lots of Bryson mm-hmm. stuff is kind of like that. Like you know, putting a westerner in like a madras style cotton or whatever it's kind of cool keeping yeah. the long collar points the wide width or the, the you know the, the the wider fit and everything um 
doing like yeah doing fun like rayon gab shirt and whatever like fucking weird fabric that they find like the surfer novelty shirt mm-hmm. or something that's kind of cool um or you know from a straightforward perspective like like uh cody Wellema is able to kind of do like a 40s or a 30s style hat but then do it in, like oh i've always wanted it in like like dark navy blue which you might not be able to find yeah i think that that's what's that's what's really cool about it and then some like a new brand that i was like not really new but uh lej who has made the work shirts for drakes i think he kind of gets it where he's able to kind of like update mm-hmm. like those have good pockets yeah yeah i was gonna, I was gonna bring it up earlier giant yeah. pockets perfect like they look like the ones like my uh uh boy scout shirts like really big pleated with like the yoke on like the flap and the cat eye buttons like good spear point collar or at least uh, a faux spear point collar because it's kind of a little bit 70s not really the curve um but it's like in that vein and like that's what's that's what's really cool you know um i i think that you know like when we people people have asked me like oh do you like um like the work shirt from i don't know like like spear mckay or 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 like uh the work shirts from like Jamie Weezer. I'm like, well, you know, the collar is not quite there or whatever, you know, but that's, that's, you know, in essence, that's what it comes down to having that inherent point of view that, that kept guide you. Right. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's the joy of uh, getting c- custom made clothing. Obviously, especially I don't have a lot of experience with that so far. I'm sure this year we'll talk about the ones that we do have because we've been asked also, what our experiences like i'm sure they would learn the husband does proper cloth like two years ago and, and all that kind of shit <laughs> but you know this is why we're that picky you know when people ask hopefully when people listen to this people will say like oh that's why ethan doesn't just fucking try every online internet brand right like that's first again i just don't have the money or the fucking mental bandwidth to deal with that kind of shit you know <laughs> um but yeah, overall, guys, yeah, try and have a point of view. Whatever it is. It doesn't have to be 30s, 40s. Obviously, you know. No, absolutely not. I, I don't recommend it because it makes you, you know, it, it might not uh, yeah. work out for you. But, like, you know, like, yeah, like like thinking, like, uh, oh, would would Ralph Lauren wear this or design this? You know, and, and thinking stuff in that vein, you know. It could even work for, like, style moves, right? Where, like, I might not actually trying to think of a style move that i haven't tried yet i was gonna say wear like je- like wear like black jeans with a sport coat but i've done that uh because like you think of it like oh that seems kind of like an rl kind of thing it also seems kind of like an slp kind of thing right you have that point of view yeah and you bring that into your own aesthetic and you try it out that way oh it also yeah really quick i want to i want to say that this is not like you know i still i still like really you know i still wear and buy a lot of vintage stuff with my casual wear but I'm not going for. There's a difference between wearing vintage and going for period accurate looks. Yeah, which is maybe what we should have uh, said earlier. <laughs> but for example, and I've talked about this on the stream, but I have a Browns Beach vest that I've been wearing a lot recently, yeah. and I'm not wearing it how a worker would wear it in the 1930s. I'm wearing it and just thinking about it as like a layering piece, as a as like you know a puffer vest or whatever. Yeah. And so I'm taking this vintage piece, but I'm not wearing it in a vintage way. Yeah. No. Exactly. I mean, same. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm trying to think of like a similar thing for me, but you know, it's like, it's, it's all about yeah, creating that kind of personal look and you know, like, like for me, I don't mm-hmm. have to wear a thirties jacket to wear spear point collars. And that's also number one, why I'm always wearing spear point collars. Cause that's something that is so important to me, you know, and, and finding shirts that work with that. Like, that's why I don't buy Drake's shirts unless they're like the point, the, the, what was it like the long point collar or long point yeah yeah long point collar. you know or why certain chambray shirts i just don't buy because they don't have it like the 30s style spear point or like the usn chambray um 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, it's about looking at that and like, again, recontextualizing it for whatever it means to you. Because uh, thankfully, again, like Spencer said, we are not doing period accuracy now. That is not what our yeah. what our thing is. It might it might guide it a little bit in terms of the choices and fit, but you know, having that point of view is what sets us apart from other people. You know, it also sets us. And I mean, this is also partially going back to the thing that you've talked about with the button pocket harmony of you don't want a garment just to look good on you. You want it to look good like by itself. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that's that's. That's another one of the things I think yeah. is we can just like look at a casual jacket without trying it on. Say that's too long, <laughs> too 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 small. Yeah, yeah. I think you know, and getting to that point again will help you. That that's how we're so good about looking at it on eBay. Like people are like, how are you guys able to look at this stuff without narrow search terms? It's because we just look at one picture. And like, nope, that's not it. It's like Tinder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a highlight. It's like Tinder for clothes. <laughs> swipe yes, swipe no. Um. And, 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 and buy. You gotta make that app. Yeah. This shows you a piece of clothing and then you swipe yes and you buy it automatically. And you fuck it. Charges your card. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm gonna <laughs> fuck this book. Um, but yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, and you find it useful. Uh, I'm sure that the, the discussion mm-hmm. this Saturday on the stream, I'm saying that knowingly, even though today is not a day where we're doing this particular topic, but it is for you because you're listening to it at press time. I'm sure the stream will be a great discussion because I know that our friends will have a lot of, uh, I don't know about strong opinions. I mean, because, yeah, we have a we have a different point of view than uh, most of our friends and almost all people. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're weird. So. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so be sure it's, it's going to be, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be interested to, you know, hear how everyone else who did, does not have the same brain worms from buying, you know, 80 year old clothes. Yeah. And having it and years. having it be like, that's not thirties enough. And they go, why does it matter? And I'm like, I don't know. It just, I've, I like every, sometimes, so yeah. Whenever we talk about like in our, in the discord, like one of us, like Yumi or Andy or Ivan will t- be talking about like a new collection and then start referencing like 1920s European men's where I'm like, no one else fucking talks like this like we're weird yeah 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 i think that's what the big thing is yeah. between us and like regular vintage people is because i think everyone it works on the flip side where they are automatically a um they're just so dismissive of modern clothing mm-hmm. but for us we can actually give credit to where credit is due we're like oh they are pulling this and that's why we like it you know that's why this looks good yeah you know i think that's also one reason why i got into um buying or getting into more classic or contemporary menswear because I wasn't convinced that vintage was all, all like all, the only way to go. You know, there's got to be like kind of a mm-hmm. fun middle ground um, that exists, and if it doesn't exist and you're ready to wear, it probably exists more with uh, with like bespoke tailoring. Uh, but anyway, yeah. guys, check out our stream this Saturday. We'll do it twitch.tv slash down direction 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, we also stream on Wednesdays uh, our gaming casual gaming stream where we don't talk to you, but we just you can watch us play video games. <laughs> I mean, we'll, yeah, talk we'll talk to you if you if you uh, we will talk to you. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm just kidding. Please, please come watch and give us and give us stuff to talk yeah. about, um, and we'll talk to you. Yeah, exactly. Um, if you want to contribute uh, and support the pod, you can go to patreoncom slash direction. Uh, Five dollars a month will get you access to our exclusive Discord. Um, it's a lot of fun in there. Again, it's not like, you know, it's, it's a fun benefit, but it just helps us, you know, uh, continue doing this also helps us, uh, compensate a couple of the costs as well as give something to our faithful producers 
Matt and MJ don't get on mic. Um, and if you do $10, you'll be a sidecast fanatic, of which I will say your name. And those names are, thank you to Seth Peterson, Eric Hall, Austin Malat, Shane Curry, Philip Regard, and Audrey Jessica. And if you can't give us money, or if you just refuse to, mm-hmm. but you still like us, five stars on Apple Podcasts. It, it, that might as well be five bucks in our pocket. Yeah, except we can't pay the rent with it. <laughs> or yeah, the hosting. But do it anyway. Yeah, exactly. I mean, five stars anywhere that you guys, you know, obviously if you have an Android, you know, do it five stars on whatever app platform you're using. But if you have an iPhone, please use, please, please put five stars on that Apple Podcasts one. Yep. Um, that that's it. We will see you in two weeks for the next episode. Uh, there should be a bonus episode too. Either comes out before this or after. Not sure what the schedule is. Uh, it's getting kind of late. We're recording this on a weekday, on a work day. Um, that's right. We we both got school tomorrow. Oh man, I did I tell you I had a dream where I uh, I <laughs> I got like I had to take a test. Number one, I was like, I didn't study. Number two, I'm not in fucking school, bro. I, why am I taking a test? So so you knew that you weren't in school, but you were like, I gotta take yeah, this test. Yeah, that's like, yeah. Because one of those things, you know, how Inception has taught us that the, the dream the dream world is, stretches out time. So, like, as I was making that thought, like, I was slowly breaking, like, the water was coming down, like, it was breaking out of the dream, you know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that was a weird one. And then you woke up and said, it's like, I gotta forgive my dad, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I gotta break up my dad's company, but because he loves yeah. me and he wants me to be my own person. Uh-huh. I was gonna talk about another dream I had, but I'll tell you about it off mic. It's fucking crazy, bro. Okay, okay. can't wait. Um, you can follow me on Instagram. I'm at Ethan M. Wong. I'm Spencer DSO. Don't forget to follow the Instagram at Style Direction, all spelled out. We'll see you in the next one. Uh, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.